Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. Well, hi. And I, I would like it noted that um, it is 9 o'clock exactly. And the phones are not active, so Margot can't call me and tell me that I said exactly incorrectly. Just saying. All right. Hi, guys. Um, I tried to get some smart people that understand this nonsensical crap that the FDA is trying to shove through to come on tonight. So um, let me grab Jan because Jan and Alex are going to be here and Luke Moore is also going to be here tonight. Um, hi, Jan. Hello, Miss Jeannie. How are you this evening? I am, I am not bubbly and vivacious. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Oh no, it's not good times. Uh let me um let me add Alex. Alex, yeah. Alex add. Oh, it didn't add. Huh. I'm telling you S- Skype fucking hates me. Yeah. <sighs> it's okay. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't like me either. It, so. You know, this is kind of surreal that I'm actually going to be on a call with Alex that I don't intentionally mute my microphone. <laughs> Hello. That's a good thing. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. How you guys Feels doing? like Monday again, doesn't it? <laughs> no, this is new. I feel like I'm on the other side of like a fence or something. <laughs> oh, you are. Because on this show, I don't try to censor any of my language at all. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Her show. That's great. So we're, we're held to a different standard. Can it, do you think Julie will sign off on that? Do you... I, did anybody mention <laughs> this to Julie? Because I, I don't remember doing it myself. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we did mention it to Julie. Um, I, I, I totally ran it up the chain. I, I am... Did you? I, yeah, I'm obedient and... Well, all of that protocol stuff. So well, well see? good for you because she she told me I could always always be on Jeannie K's show. <laughs> I didn't ask. Probably I should. I absolutely adore Julie. I just worry that you know, um, I I have I always worried that I offended Julie, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, no, because that's just really fucked up. She hangs out with Cisco and Drew and Dino, so there is <laughs> it is not possible that I offend Julie. I don't think it, I don't think so. I, I think that I think you would have to do way worse stuff than curse every once in a while to upset Julie. Yeah, well, my cursing's more than a little every once in a while, but um, so um, I wanted the two of you because I don't claim to be uh, the smartest person I know. I don't even claim to be in the top fifty smartest people I know. But this legislation. If this is actually the legislation, do we know for a fact that it is yet? No. Okay. I assume, I assume we're talking about the leaked, the leaked. documents from yeah. Tybeca, Tybeca. Um Actually, this what was 
put up, as far as I know, as far as what I've seen, was uh, guidance to industry, um, or proposed, anyway, draft guidance to industry. And then there's that table of contents thing, which is, I mean, it's just a table of contents. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, legitimacy aside, I mean, we do know that this is, I mean, we've heard from, you know, people close to this, that it's worse than we thought. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, again, legitimate or not, if this ended up being some of the actual language. Yeah. It, um, it, uh, it, it doesn't look <clears throat> great right now. Well, <sighs> How are we even supposed to, I mean, there isn't a single ESEC product out there that could even make any kind of reference to being leak-proof. Um, Nothing. It doesn't exist. Nicotrol inhaler, but that's that they can't. They can't us. guarantee that's leak-proof, Jan. Well, I mean, under what kind of ridiculous circumstances would a, a quote-unquote sealed Sigalite product leak? I mean, I know that, I mean, you can take that cap off with a paperclip. It's not difficult, but right. um, even then the liquid is suspended in the filler and it's, you know, you actually have to apply some sort of force to get that out. Right. Um, uh, maybe a blue, like a disposable blue. Those well, yeah, because the replaceable That's... ones are cartomizers, and we all know that cartomizers can leak. Yeah. The, the problem with the FDA, you, you even posted an article today about that, that drug they pulled off yeah. the market. <laughs> Wellbutrin, my... the generic Wellbutrin. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my train of thought about the FDA has always kind of been this. Um, they're having problems <clears throat> following their original mandate to regulate drugs and um, to regulate food um, and to regulate cosmetics. So how bad is everyone else going to suffer when they pick up tobacco too? That's just my personal train of thought on this. It means nothing. Um, did you send Alec that god-awful link to C-SPAN too? No. No? no I, I was that the... Was yeah, that I sat. This was that yesterday morning. Yeah, I sat and watched that. That was just terrible. I watched until um, I think a little bit into Senator Warren, and had to go to work this morning. Um, I was really. Yeah. I, I feel bad because I think, um, and I'm not a Democrat, but I, I think uh, Elizabeth Warren is so good on on so many other things. Um, this, her blindness in this just really disappoints me. Yeah, it's disappointing to see her, especially of all people, just taking, I, I, I don't follow her career. I'm not honestly dialed into a lot of political careers, but, um, to, to see her kind of take the party line yeah, is, but... is disappointing. Especially, you know, when she, I, I, again, I, I'm not quoting anything that, that she has said, but I, I would think that reforming drug policy uh, is, is something that she would be receptive to. So, yeah. you know, whatever, and you know, this is that kind of common complaint with the Democratic Party generally, you know, these are, these are politicians who are 
the most likely to come over to reforming drug policy laws. And yet, you know, when it comes to harm reduction for tobacco, suddenly the doors close and it's just, they just, they just take the, the propaganda. So I, it's, it's really disappointing. Well, and I just, I didn't understand. I mean, do you honestly think that he believed what he was saying? <clears throat> Which one? Because yeah, there's a couple I do think. Was it they... Schumer and uh, the guy from Connecticut? Yeah, because you they know, were I two mean, of the worst. When he Blumenthal t- t- talking about how they're all marketing to children, and he's talking about these things, and I guess I have a different aspect. I guess I have a different view than he does because from adminning the DIY group that I do, I I have to tell you that 95% of the people, we have taken polls in this group, and 95% of the people that are in there and they're mixing their own e-liquid all do it for the flavors. And 95% of those are not tobacco. So, yeah, and and the median age in there, yeah, we even did an age thing. The median age in this group is 35 you know, it's really funny because um, the FDA, I'm sorry, the CDC published something yesterday um, through one of their intermediary studies that said uh, they looked at all of these other studies and said that vaping was mostly a youth thing and that older people weren't quitting smoking with it. And they got that from some sort of online surveys they had done. And I was just mind blown, you know. So where like are they taking these surveys, at, surveys in the Xbox live group or something? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just saying I'm in my forties. I find that hysterical. You know, uh, if that's not middle-aged, I don't know what is. Yeah. They should come to a convention. I mean, <laughs> that's the, you know, the vaping conventions are not filled with, you know, 25 and unders. I mean, I know they're there, but, um, it, it's, there's a lot of, I don't want to say old folks. Us experienced I, people. I just I just recently turned forty, so I think I can say old folks without getting beaten up. Um, I don't think anybody's going to beat you up, Alex. <laughs> but, no, uh, I, most of us are not really young. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I know we're kind of fragmented uh, as a group, but my personal experience does not fit with that story. It just isn't flying. It's like when they say um, they released something else yesterday that said uh, most people, most women who smoke e-cigarettes are drunks. I'm sorry. I was like, wow, the CDC is certainly getting their money's worth with some of this stuff that they're putting out now. They're just really, really interesting studies. I mean, I think they're being spun, obviously. I don't think the conclusion of the studies actually warrants the headlines. Um, but dang, <laughs> their press people are, um, they're impressive. Who's writing these headlines? Um, he's just writing some really scary clickbait. Yeah. That's really, I mean, that's why the AVA exists, thankfully. Uh, and hopefully they can beat some of that back. So the, to, I, I was going to jump in a little bit earlier, but the, you know, we were debating who was actually believes this stuff. Blumenthal, anybody that brings that poster 
to a, a hearing, you know, with the like Blumenthal did with the, the pr- tobacco products mixed in with candy products mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. says, can you, can you spot the difference? Um, <laughs> that that's the person that's just they're just repeating nonsense. Um, I, I think that that Schumer might actually believe this because the 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 bar for marketing to children is set at any flavor other than tobacco or menthol. So when you know, which is hysterically funny because they approved nicotine gum in flavors. Right, but that has gone through the FDA approval process, so those flavors are okay for that for that specific application. Um, (laughs) The uh, but um, uh, but uh, yeah, that's. Do you think they even have a clue that to have a tobacco in a vape that it's a flavor? That come well when you get in. I think the New York, um, actually, we never that ordinance never saw the light of day, but there was some talk about the flavor ban in New York City, and uh, there were a bunch of people that jumped on that and were, were making that point that you know, if you write this incorrectly, then it's just going to be a bunch of unflavored e liquid because tobacco is a flavoring that's added. Um, so yeah, I think that possibly they, they get that. And, uh, when regulation comes through, it will specifically state tobacco flavor, menthol flavor, or it may even need to get more specific and say mentholated tobacco flavor. Yum, yum. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So when you think your choices will be flavored, unflavored, uh, flavored tobacco, flavored menthol, or no flavor at all. I, I guess what's shocking is that we've been banging this drum for ever since we first had noticed that the FDA intended to deem that this was always a possibility. And we have been banging that drum for a really long time. And I don't know what happened this week, but... Um, it's been impressive. Well, I, I think one of the more shocking things is that FDA is talking. It again, this go, you know, uh, let, let's just start from. We can theorize all of this based on the assumption that what's been leaked is legitimate. So, I'll just instead of apologizing for that every time I bring this up, I'll just go ahead and put it out there. Let's just assume that's real. The FDA is likely talking about regulating unflavored, I'm sorry, no, zero nicotine products. Yes. So, but they, they talked about that at their uh, first press conference about deeming. Okay. Uh, Michael even streamed it. And I remember he had put the stream up on YouTube and I kept going back and watching it. I'm like, really? Because it all has to do with intended use. Correct. Right. Right. Which is how they're going to go after our devices. I mean, yes. and I mean, because they're going after everything, um, which I think is I know some people funny don't, because they don't uh, regulate rolling papers. Um, well, I know people don't agree with it, but I mean, I also know when the first press conference came down that was asked and they kept saying it all comes down to intended use, intended use, intended use. 
I um, tend to take them at their word since they kept harping on that one point over and over again. And we, this is what they mean. What they mean is what they say. Yeah, we had this conversation with um, the friendly neighborhood troll on Kevin's show. Remember that, Jen? Um, yeah, uh, he's still... Um, some people still believe that, um, that no matter what they might say or no matter what, I don't, how do I put this? No matter what the, the legal minds in the, in the industry, um, get from reading the documents that we're all wrong. I, I don't know that I think all of us are wrong on that. It's well, my opinion that we're not all wrong. Well, and it's like a substantial equivalent uh, claim, you know. And here's the thing: if you, after Jan traumatized me and sent me the link to this C-SPAN story, um, Jan, <laughs> Jan just really likes melting my brain. She really does, Alex. I, I, I'm telling you, Jan sits at home and says, "This is gonna fuck with Jeannie," and I says do it not. To me because she knows she knows that if um, she sends it to me, okay, there, I'll turn my makeup. Um, she knows that if she sends it to me and says, here, you need to watch this, that I am going to watch it. Um, so I do. And as I'm sitting there watching this and the, the way that this guy just keeps harping on this stuff and that these deeming regs need to be out and we need to not have HR 2058 pass, um, because there should not be a grandfather date for us. Um, I think, I think just listening to the way that this man talked in that Senate hearing proves to me that the entire substantial equivalency thing is a, is like the fucking unicorn. Okay. None of us, we will not get substantial equivalent. We won't. It's just not going to happen. They are doing their damnedest to make sure that these products are stomped on and buried under a rug. Well, what I would like to point out, Swedish Match, their substantial equivalency application contains more words than the King James Bible. So um, if you can imagine how much it must cost to produce the book that they had to submit to the FDA... Do you think mom and pop can do that? I don't. Not even mom and pop. Let's let's consider what the the major tobacco companies are going to have to go through. And Swedish matches. I I don't know if I would call them small or medium. I mean, they 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 deal I, I think with it's, smokeless products and and cigars. Right? No, they do cigars they do too. Cigars. So I think they're like okay. medium. They're like a medium-sized <clears throat> tobacco company. So yeah, I mean they're not necessarily made of money, but they're not a small company. So you know, that's a substantial investment for them. Um, I, I, I the, the modified risk tobacco product application was also you know that was a huge endeavor. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't have a dollar figure for you, but that's not cheap. Um, and so. Yeah, you know, even the majors are concerned with this, and I, I you know, they're, you know, we, a lot of the the vapors talk, you know, trash on the views and 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 other products, and, um, you know, that's fine, that's cute, but it, honestly, those guys are in a much better situation than the rest of the industry. 
And the only thing they've got going for them is money and connections. And uh, even, you know, for coming from the tobacco world, I, I don't think that buys them a whole lot of goodwill. Um, so, it, you know, but it, it, again, in the, there's a there's a very practical reason that I think several people have have um, have talked about as to why these regs are set up this way. And, uh, you know, if anything, ultimately, we are looking at the major players trying to survive this and the practical reason for this is that if the fda were to open this up and 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 you know this is why this is going to take an act of congress to change the grandfather date the fda there's other whispers out there about sort of a handshake agreement almost that you know the fda is not going to do the grant they're going to be cool with moving the grandfather date <laughs> yeah like you know like yeah bro that's totally going to happen um mitch zeller has said publicly repeatedly that it will take an act of congress this needs to be taken out of fda's hands they they can't and and handshake agreements by the way if you want to talk about how awesome handshake agreements are and how binding they are take a look at arkansas there was a handshake agreement there that the the minister of tobacco control or whatever his title is was just going to kind of lay off and ease up on the, the new restrictions that were being implemented with the legislation that passed this year. And sure enough, I mean, within a month, retailers were having problems with applying for licenses and getting their supplies. Um, as far as I know, I remember seeing a couple things about that. So um, handshake deals with Mitch Zeller are not reality. Um, but the very practical matter for them to put such draconian regulations on the industry is that if they open this up for all of the existing manufacturers to register their products with the FDA, not really have to change anything, just register, pay those fees, which there will be fees, oh, yeah. the FDA will not be able to handle the workload. It would melt the Center for Tobacco Products. So. This is as much as this is an attack on nicotine use. This is also the FDA playing defense. Well, right. Um, they are playing defense, but if you if you look at the amount of people they've got working versus their expenditures, the way that they pay for the help that they have is by fees on industry. They do this with drugs all the time because, you know, generally speaking, drug manufacturers have a decent amount of money. Uh, We, I would say, um, small vendors uh, definitely don't have the money for that. Now, I've always been surprised that no one looked into what it costs to put a drug on the market. It costs a company hundreds of millions of dollars. And that's FDA fees. That has nothing to do with actually all the pre-market stuff they've got to do. They charge them for looking at their studies. But and it costs but, them an but, ungodly amount but of money. Once you get it approved, it doesn't even have to work. <laughs> well, right. I'm I'm not talking about their um ability to do their jobs i'm talking about just what it takes to get to that point and i'm not disparaging the fda i'm sure they do a wonderful job at other things um oh and by the way you two 
thank you both for the wonderful emails today. I I much I really cannot begin to thank the two of you enough for the wonderful emails that I got today. Um, and and I'm going to read this to you because people, anybody listening to this, whether you're live in the chat or whether you're on the replay, if you didn't get one of these emails, shame on you. This email says, thank you for taking action on our issue. Please make sure you are registered to vote. You can sign up easily here at HTTP register to vote dot org. Please take a moment to sign our thank you letter to Representative Bonner, McCarthy and Upton. Please forward any response from your lawmakers to take action at Casa.org. So, um, yeah, if if you didn't get one of these in your email, shame on you. Casa made contacting the legislators for your area and for the federal government very easy. All you had to do was click on click here. That's it. You didn't even have to add anything extra to it. I did. Um, I uh, put a little bit of a preamble in the one, and uh, in the other one, I think I added some stuff at the bottom. Um, so I did add a little bit of personalization to mine so that they knew who I was, where I was coming from. Um, and, you know, the fact that I am a 47-year-old woman that smoked for 27 years. And five years now, going on six six years in January, that I have been a non-smoker. Um, so, but thank you guys for the thank you emails, which I I pick on Jan about all the time, Alex, because you know, Casa did this for us. You know, we weren't doing Casa a favor. Casa uh, really did step up to the plate and and make it very very easy for consumers to submit some kind of support for these things um so by the way thank you guys i i appreciate it well thank you (laughs) thank you for getting the email (laughs) yeah no it's it's good thank you for signing up thank you for being a member of casa I should note that uh, the uh, the, uh, the the thank you letter for for Speaker Boehner. I should probably expire that tonight. Honestly, um, he's no longer the Speaker of the House, um, and uh, we will probably be sending that bundle to him. Uh, I, I don't want to say posthumously. At his home. Just, yeah. <laughs> at, at his home. Just, at his home stomping grounds. <laughs> wherever wherever we can send that to. Um, that's I think we have a. A little over seven thousand people that signed that. Um, it would be. I, I'd love to have more, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, that that uh, we left it open as long as we could to to get it going. So, who did they did they nominate Paul Ryan? They elected him. Did they elect him? Really? Uh, oh, the flip flopper. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, personal opinion there. I didn't mean to. So, um, I've really got to say, like, in the past day, I've been really, really impressed um, with the amount of people who are concerned and taking action. It really is really heartwarming. It feels really good. 
Yeah, do we have any idea how many people reached out? I mean, I know we can't get a number on the call-ins, um, but does Kasa track how many Alex? people? Yeah, um, for the support HR uh, 2058, we are at a total, the last time I checked, 55,000 people have sent letters to their uh, U.S. representatives, senators, and president in support of H.R. 2058. That is a uh, just a little under, oh, wait, no. Let me get my math pants on here. Um, <laughs> that's, that's over 35,000 people in a span of like 48 hours. Yeah. It's um, so, gigantic. And I, I, I will echo uh, Jan's feeling of the warmth um, but, uh, this is, I have framed this as j we're just getting started. Yeah. No, um, there's way more. There's always more to do. There's always more to do. On, on top of that, I, I, you know, anybody listening, um, when you do take, when you do participate in our calls to action, um, I, I think this is a legal requirement. Uh, you know, we, we count members at, at, in terms of, you know, the number of people who have participated in our calls to action and the way that the system used to be set up was when you participated you also got added to our email list but we actually have to allow you that option so um, of the hundred thousand hundred and seven thousand people that we now count as members of CASA uh, 76,000 of them are actually signed up to receive emails from us um, so it, it's, it's really important that you check that little box that says, you know, I would like to receive few, you know, alerts in the future. And we don't send out piles of emails. It, it's actually, we, we've gotten complaints from people. It's like, I never hear anything from CASA. Um, <laughs> well, that's so, you because know, you don't and, spam everybody's inbox. You yeah, don't you need know, to. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to ask you to, you know, to have, spread around a hashtag to join some goofy giveaway contest. Um, you know, every day, and it's you know, if you get a if you get an email from Kassab once a month, um, if you get an email from Kassab more than once a month, it means something's going on in your state, and <laughs> and you need we need you to get up and take some action. Um, and of course, if everybody if, if we're sending out national alerts on a regular basis, you know that's that's pretty important. I guess this week, you know, for. <laughs> no, this reason. week's different it's it's well it feels different yeah and you know i was one of the people uh, all day Yesterday? all day trying to, trying to call the fda or trying to call the white house busy 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 i was trying <laughs> the 202-456-1111 i was trying the 202-456-1414 everything was busy um so what did i do i did it again today uh finally it was like 5 30 yesterday afternoon somebody answered the 1414 number and um, as soon as I mentioned HR twenty fifty eight, she said, "Please hold," and transferred me <laughs> to the one 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 line, which had a lovely little recording on it that says, "The comment line is now closed." 
the White House appreciates your interest and would like to hear your comments. Call back during business hours. Um, At which point, you know, I hung the phone up and said, well, fuck you, too. Um, So I did make sure that um, I called and called and called and called and called today until I got a person. And, um, and, you know, I I get that they're volunteers. I do. Um, I think I probably would have felt a little more warm and fuzzy and that my government actually give a shit about what I was saying to them. And I did manage to not cuss, by the way. Very boring is in chat. Very. I did not swear at the White House. I did not. Um, I I can rein in this language occasionally. Uh, um, You know, unless you're like under three foot tall. If you're under three foot tall, I can rein in my language all the time. Um, But... You know, I went through this whole thing that I had written down, what I wanted to say to these people, and he's okay, well, thank you very much. Nice. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I was waiting for this guy to ask me how to spell my name, something, you know, because right. my my actual real name isn't really easy to spell. And, you know, my last name is not spelled anything like most people would assume it is. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. None of that. Yeah, I actually heard that. I read that a lot yesterday. That people were saying no one asked them for their name or where they lived. I thought that was unusual, but um, I guess so, it's really not. I mean, does that mean that we should open this up to the international vaping community? I mean, if the White House doesn't care where you're from, does it really matter? Yeah. I mean, I, I they, they are members of the public, and it will affect what we do, affects everybody. You've seen it. Our FDA does something, and then their government jumps on board. And, you know, I mean, I know that CASA had put out something um, telling people that if they didn't get through yesterday to go ahead and try today. Um, mm-hmm. And I would like to tell people that up until the point in time that they stamped this son of a bitch... If you haven't gotten through, it's not too late to call. It, it, it's really, it's not. As far as I'm concerned, it, it is never too late to tell your federal government what you think. Well, you should always be willing to tell your representatives what you think and how you feel. They work for you, and they don't know what you want unless you tell them. Um, Martin, when I did uh, the Pennsylvania call to action, again, because they're being sneaky bastards um martin causer actually has an office about 17 miles from here Mm -hmm. so um and he is one of the sponsors or co-sponsors something there and i said and i i basically i said him an email that you know if at any point in time he would like to see some honest research and some actual numbers and talk to a real life vapor um, that I would be more than glad to find a way to get to Cattersport. He just needs to give me a date and time and that I would be there to have a nice sit-down conversation with him in his office. Nice. I doubt he'll take me up on that offer. Um, you know, he's too busy sending me stupid-ass emails constantly about, you know, what can I do for you? And uh, for about a year and a half straight, I kept responding to his emails with, you can tell me why we have some of the highest natural gas costs in the country outside of the state of Alaska, and we're sitting on top of the reserves. And he never answered me. 
So I doubt he's going to want to have a rational conversation with me about electronic cigarettes. Well, I mean, you can always find out when his office stays are and then go up, make an appointment and talk to him anyway. Oh, he's bad. You're his constituent. It is your right. It is your right to have one-on-one FaceTime with your Congress person. I did good. I didn't call them a critter. (laughs) (laughs) So now what, what is our next move? What are we going to do after this? Um, I actually responded to, uh, at least one thread uh, in our in our Facebook group about this. Um, I, I should preface this by saying I, I understand that sentiment. Um, this is this is we are in the midst of the next move. <laughs> um, the, the 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 next move after this is is we're you know fuzzy on the details because we're still waiting to see. I think what um, is actually in this latest iteration of the, uh, the deeming regulations. Um, we, we are looking at unconfirmed leaked documents right now. Uh, so it, it, the, uh, the next move is, is, is not this, what, what happened this week was actually kind of coincidence and, and very convenient. Um, this all started because we saw that the campaign for tobacco for kids and in, in coordination with some other groups was organizing a, White House call-in day, yeah. um, and this was just kind of an off-the-cuff, like, okay, well, let's, you know, you guys do your call-in day, and we'll send a bunch of vapors the next day, right. and it just, it, it's sort of a perfect storm right around the same time. Now you have Tyveka releasing what they're, you know, unconfirmed leaked documents. Um, mm-hmm. you, you have uh, what actually this. Uh, testimony on the floor of the Senate, or yeah, the Senate. Um, I, I don't. I didn't know that was happening. Um, I'm no, sure but other it, people did. But you no, know, I didn't but know. It, <laughs> do you it think somebody with we tobacco f- call-in day? Yeah, do yeah. you think that, somebody? I mean, that's that, amazing. That just that was a total coincidence. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, I think people are generally. I, I think people are hungry for information about the FDA uh, deeming regulations. People want to know. I think more about where we're at in the process. I think there is a lot of, there's a growing anxiety out there and it, it just, I don't know, people just pounced on this. I, I got to say, this is the first time in, in the year and a half that I've been with CASA. This is the first time that the responses from lawmakers emails that we get through the take action email. This is the first time that those emails have outnumbered, the Chinese spam. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so, you know, we're every day we as a community, the industry as an industry, us as advocates, we're kind of in relatively uncharted territory. Um, I know we get a lot of criticism from people saying, you know, we're always very reactionary and playing catch up. We're somewhat behind the ball. Um, I, it needs to be said that that's just the position that we're in. If we're talking about, you know, just now after seven years of these products being on the market, if we're just now getting to the point where the largest 
advocacy group in the country is reaching 100,000 people that we're, con we're counting as members, 76,000 people that are actively on our email list. The, we're, we're still just, we're, we're crawling. We are we, crawling. We, we, and... We've managed to make a lot of noise in a couple of places, but as far as, you know, really having an impact, um, that's, that's yet to come. Well, right. We're crawling because as a community, we're fractured at any one given point. Each of us will only reach a tiny portion of the people we actually need to reach. And it's very difficult to reach those people. And to that end, I don't know how you fix that, but I don't think it can just be on us to fix that. I think it's coming. I mean, I, I had, you know, one of the things that I said, I don't know what the, you know, I don't know what the official number is, but, you know, there's a point, I think, in every movement, uh, which I actually don't like using that word either, but um, <laughs> there's a point in every movement where enough people are paying attention and it kind of just mushrooms from there. Um, this week, I think, are kind of sitting on that that line a little bit. And so when people ask what's next, what ne what's next is what's been next for the past six years or how nine years is it no not nine years what's seven seven years. six six seven years however long this has been around the the next thing is more people more people need to become more aware and more active if you know I, I a lot of people i think you know there's that rush of of adrenaline a bit you know i i was you know we've, we've in our skype chat you know for the past you know day and a half actually almost two days we've been i've been kind of updating you know the number of people that have gotten involved and it's you know at one point we were it was over a thousand people an hour were yeah. sending emails and 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 possibly trying to get through to the white house um and, and that was very very exciting and i i understand that feeling of like all right you know we're on a roll let's take it to the streets um that that makes sense but we really have to look at the larger picture here. A hundred thousand people in a country with 455, 50 million, um, you know, out of, out of that, you have 42 million smokers out of that. You have, uh, you know, a, a certain number of people who vape part-time. And then out of that, you know, out of the population of the United States, you have a few million people that vape exclusively. A hundred thousand is just getting started. So, well, I'm hoping that it's the beginning of an avalanche, actually. Um, well, um, actually, and I, I sent Alex this yesterday. Um, what you saw yesterday was a little portion of, like, what I saw when, <clears throat> back a few years ago before I worked for Casa, I did volunteer work for other organizations. But um, part of what you saw yesterday is part of what I saw during the SOPA incident and it's not so much an incident we crushed that bill we killed it and it was the first time i had ever seen people rise up and smash a bill that had so much money power and influence behind it that 
kind of momentum, you can't buy that. That has to be a, a conscious effort. And it can't just be the activists doing it. And because people like um, Wikipedia um, and Reddit um, joined a blackout day, that spread the word to people who never would have gotten it otherwise. And it annoyed the hell out of them. And it made them mad enough to call the White House and to call Congress and to fire off nasty emails to their politicians. Um, that was when I knew we had hacked politics. It could be hacked. It could be hacked through social media and the influence of business and the willingness of people to stand up. And speaking of that, when when would you like for... Anytime. Okay. Do you want me to bring Luke on now? Please. Okay. I will add him to this call. Sorry for the dead air, folks. I can keep chattering. Yeah, I yeah, do that yeah, keep all the talking, time Jan. on my show. <laughs> hmm? Yeah, keep talking, Jan. Okay, so not a problem. But um, it was the most exciting time I can remember being a part of anything on the Internet. And it was an amazing privilege to watch people shake off the chains of this legislation that would have stopped the forward progress and momentum of the Internet it would have shackled it. You would never have been able to, say, put up a YouTube video or sing a portion of a song on YouTube or write a portion of a lyric without getting in some sort of trouble. Um, this was about the worst of the worst of legislation I had ever seen. And without people willing to do whatever it took to stop it, I doubt it could have been crushed, but it was. It was people power. That was revolutionary. You don't see that every day, but it's possible. I saw it. I lived through it. It was amazingly exciting. Probably one of the best feelings I can ever have was knowing we made politics work for us like it was supposed to. Not work for the big business or the big... Um, <clears throat> the big companies or for the people that our Congress people were beholden to, it worked for us for once. And the feeling is indescribable. You can't imagine that excitement. Can I stop talking now? Um, you can, but I'm going to have to have you add him to this call. Okay. Hang on. It won't let me. Okay. Just a minute. Um, I don't even know if I can add him. Okay. Please tell me this didn't put me on hold. No, I didn't. Okay. Looks like it's working. Okay. okay. There we I'm go. Hi. Hey, thanks for having me on. 
He probably got some some strange friend request from some woman, and he he probably thought I was like those military guys that I get Skype requests from every day. Yeah. I, I don't know if somebody like put my Skype name up on you know one eight hundred dial a hooker or something on Skype. Um, I, I get them too, Jeannie, and yeah. I've got like no contacts except for friends enabled on my. Yeah, Skype. I'm like, and all of these guys are in the military. So, you know, we there must be a bunch of pervs in the United States military. I'm just saying. Cause I, I don't think so, but they're all war heroes on my end. I'm like, oh, I, yeah, you sure you're General George S. Patton? Yeah, because I know a lot of people in the military, a lot of them, uh, not because I'm 1-800-DIAL-A-HOOKER, but because <laughs> I, li- I live in the country, and a lot of people here, you know, a lot of country folks um, join the military to defend the country that they're proud to be a member of and um one or two of them might be a little pervy but um for the most part they're all a bunch of really great guys so yeah i just think that i'm on 1-800 dial a hooker on skype or something i i, no, I don't no, know no. it's it's a skype i think it's a skype weakness actually because i think everybody gets them or or they get the weird chinese ads you know which you shouldn't be getting. Or, oh, my favorite one is the video thing. Or it's, you have a video message. No, I don't. Yeah, no, block. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. So anyway, uh, Luke, sorry yes, about ma'am. that. I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, no problem. It's, it was an interesting segue into my segment, but now I feel a little dirty. <laughs> yeah, um, it's yeah, okay. Um, it's not you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, this is it's us. not we you. Have okay, shiny so, so it's not me. Yeah, no, no it's it's not you. It's it's not you. Um, it, this this tends to be how my show goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So it's kind of how my life goes. So, but you relate. you have come up with a with a take action plan. I have. Um, I think that you guys you guys are depressing me. The, the tone of the conversation tonight <laughs> is just Debbie Downerland. I'm no, 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 no. We're not trying to be Debbie Downer at all. I, I understand, and, and, it, and it, we're in a frustrating spot. We know that these regulations are bad. Yeah, you need to explain scary. to people who you are first. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm uh, Luke Moore. I'm the founder and owner of Wit E Octopus Vapors. Um, we're a small company here in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, it's myself and two other employees. Uh, we've been op- in operation for about a year and a half now, and you know we've been slowly building our business up. It's been an amazing opportunity. I I love owning my own business. It is hard work. Uh, it's it's always hilarious when um <laughs> I hear about the White House shutting down at five five p.m. because that's about the time that my um, third or fourth shift of the day is getting getting revved up. <laughs> I mean, so working you know a, te- a, a twelve to eighteen hour day is not out of the norm owning a small business and I still can't stop loving it. And the fact that, that my ability to live my American dream is just being, is just completely under attack, the ability to provide for my family and help my employees provide for theirs. Just it's devastating to me. I, I mean, it's, it's a frustrating experience, but it's very easy to slip down the, the regulation speculation rabbit hole and lose sight of the fact that a, they're not enacted and B we know they're bad. <laughs> And the focus right now, and I, again, not trying to to bash anything that y'all said earlier. It's not bad information to know that it's bad, but is that we've got to focus on stopping them from ever being enacted. And the general plan that I've sort of come up with, along with the guys I work with, and they've really been helping me try to reach out into the community to to drive this forward, is something similar to I think Jan was talking about the reaction to the to the SOPA legislation that was uh, proposed a couple of years ago. 
Uh, I think the one dis- one of the big distinctions here is that we're not dealing with legislation, and that's that's one of the crazier aspects of this is is people get lost in the fact that this is not something that Congress is doing to us right now. This is a regulation. These are bureaucrats that that are lording this over us in Washington, and not somebody that we can hold directly accountable through our vote. And that's that's a really frustrating part of this experience is that we're sort of out of the loop when that's concerned. And you know, I I understand how people can get frustrated with Casa about not getting out ahead of this, but it's hard to get out ahead of something when most of it's done behind closed doors, and until they do something, we don't know what's going on. Um, That's just the nature of a bureaucratic branch taking part in something that looks like it should be legislative. Um, All that is to say, like, moving forward, what I have proposed and what I think is going, what I think that that will impact the community is a vapor blackout day or a vape industry blackout day um, coming up on the November the 5th of 2015 is I'm asking as many shops, as many companies, as many reviewers, as many people as I can get a hold of to shut down their websites, forward all, all traffic as much as possible to CASA and help spread the message to the two classes of people that we're not currently reaching. Because I think that we're doing a good job of, of hitting the hobbyists and the hardcore vapors and all the people that are in the know but what I think we're missing right now are the two classes of people, the casual vapor, you know, the person that just walks into a shop and wants a starter kit. You know, the person you see on the side of the street that just p- picked up their kit at the local corner shop or and even beyond that group of people, which I think is a, a vast and a huge growing po- segment of the population. The other group of people are the people that don't even vape, but this will still <coughs> affect their local communities. Just looking around, in the last six months, we've had several shops in the city of Columbia open up. That in and of itself impacts the local community just through job creation and improved injection of cash and capital into the local commerce and economy. I mean, and so if we can get the word out to everyone and have it impact everyone and then get it into the news cycle that this is something that is occurring in the vape industry and make people who don't even vape aware of it, and bring them on board. And I understand that that's probably what even um, Alex and Kassan and, and Jan would completely are wholeheartedly in agreement on. It's the question of how do we do that? How do we make them understand that this impacts all of us? And I think the greatest and fastest and easiest way to do that is to deny somebody something that they want. If you go to a website to purchase something you want, if you go to a review site that you want to watch a review and you can't do that, That is something that is, A, frustrating, but B, tells you that this is impacting our industry in such a way that this is your future. This is your vape future. You will want something, and you cannot get it. And so that's sort of our proposal that on November the 5th of this year, so basically in one week's time, we shut down as many of the major, not not we, not, not, not like hacktivism style, but that we voluntarily shut down all our sites, just black screen, please go to CASA, you know, maybe a, a snippet as to what's going on and why this is occurring, and then try to drive knowledge in the industry, knowledge in the populace of what is occurring. But yeah, that's that's sort of our plan, and, and that's sort of our passion project right now. We've been pushing it as hard as we can. Like I said, we're a small company. We're in the vape world, fairly new is actually old now, so we're kind of an old company, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, being, being an older company, we still don't have a lot of contacts in the industry. We've sort of been operating in our own little niche, like I think a lot of the vaping community and the vaping world does. 
And it would the more people we can get to understand that this is a, a plan, this is a step that we can take to get the word out and give people a cause of action, a course of action to pursue, that I think that we can drive this forward. And the great thing, that, and I think this is a, a misstep on the FDA's part from a strategic and um, political standpoint, is they didn't do this during a lame duck session. They didn't do this in a time where there wasn't a lot of political discourse occurring. They did this at the height of the president, one of the heights of the presidential cycle. We're going into an election year. We can directly impact those elections in numbers. And by doing this, by attacking this and putting it forward, um, we have the opportunity to making it a part of the actual election and political conversation, which is, I don't think, what the FDA would want in the first place. Uh, at this point, we currently have between 50 and 70 sites that are willing to black out. And what we really need at this point are all of them. But outside of what, what we – beyond that, we would really – it would help us if we could get some of the bigger brands, the bigger websites, the, the um, other – the big dogs out there to, to black out. Uh, and I know Jan had told me that um, she found all this information on you on Reddit. Yes, um, ma'am. Well, and I have to – I, I will admit I don't read it. Um, I, <laughs> a lot of us don't. I, I'm too. I am too fucking old to figure out Reddit. It, it's a dark rabbit hole, and you have to be careful how far down. You yeah, it, it, Reddit. You know, I, I I got dragged kicking and screaming into Twitter, um, and I think I in all the time I got a Twitter account when I started hosting a show here on VP Live, um, and that's been over two years. So, um, <laughs> and, and, and I have to tell you that in all honesty, um, I might have had a hundred Twitter posts so far in all of that time. So I, I kind of suck at, at Twittering too. <laughs> um, now do you have contact on Twitter? Do you have contact on I, Facebook? I, I do. Our, our Twitter account is witty, W-I-T-T-Y, octopus, O-C-T-O-P-U-S, our um, Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash witty, W-I-T-T-Y, octopus, O-C-T-O-P-U-S, vapors, V-A-P-O-R-S, dot, and then there's nothing at the end of it. That'll take you straight to our Facebook page. Um, and you can find the information there, or you can just tweet me directly, or if people want to um, reach me, they can get my phone number through my website or any one of the email addresses that get me directly. Um, also, I've been working with um, one of the lead guys who's trying to go out there and do a lot of the groundwork is my director of sales and marketing, Scott Wallace. And he can be reached directly at Scott, C-S-C-O-T-T, at wittyoctopusvapors.com. So that's W-I-T-T-Y, octopus, O-C-T-O-P-U-S, vapors, V-A-P-O-R-S, dot com. Uh, what's your phone number? 303-351-3595. And if you want to reach him directly, um, you can reach him at 803-351-3595. Um, and this is this is a, a general call to companies, shops, local brick and mortars. I, the more people we can get on board, the more people we can make aware of the impact that this is going to have. I think the, the further we can drive this into the, not just the discourse amongst the hardcore vapors, not just the discourse amongst the hobbyists or the vape community or the vapor groups in Facebook, but the general, the public at large. I mean, more and more people are vaping every day. The number at Casa, 100,000, 
I have no doubt that we're in the millions of people at this point in the United States that are vaping. And we should be doing everything we can possibly do. And I'm, again, I'm not saying Kassah is not doing everything they could possibly do. I, I assure you that my, my piddly thought process that's been going on for the past you know, couple of months is, <laughs> doesn't compare to the time and energy that you guys have put into this. I just said, from, from my perspective, um, this is one thing that we can do as a next step to take this to the next level, to bring this to the forefront of the tech blogs, of the internet blogs, of the buzzfeeds, of all of this, make waves. The best way to make a difference at this point is to make waves. So exactly. Make a big noise. Make That's sense. what happened with the sofa. You're echoing, Jan. Yeah. I'll mute. I I don't I don't know why I started doing that. Because I'm lucky. Because <laughs> you're lucky. <laughs> I've cursed y'all. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's me. We had this phone the other night too. I'm I'm gonna mute. Hold on. Uh, no, yeah. We Jan's Jan Skype has been um, unfriendly <laughs> lately. Um, we actually canceled. We actually not canceled, but um, we ended her show very early on on Monday because we just weren't. It, it was it just was like okay screw this we're we're done <laughs> we're, gotta love your microsoft products no we don't um i bitch <laughs> about bill gates all the time um yeah i i am not i am not a microsucks fan um not but even that's good because i'm talking to you on an imac right now so yeah not even remotely am i a microsucks fan um <laughs> i think that bastard needs to give me my money back um, That's good. We can be friends. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I can't afford a Mac. So. I usually just get them refurbed. So. Weathermedia.com. <laughs> oh, um, well, I stuck the Facebook link in the chat. Uh, okay. And and by the way, um, tell your 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 shadow back there in the background. Um, I said thank you for allowing me to blast his personal cell phone number all over uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, SoundCloud. Sure. Hey, Scott, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a really good data plan, so it's okay. <laughs> Maybe Look, as a vapor company, we already get spammed by China enough. We're not really scared that much more of any of you know, <laughs> I am contacting not, any more spam viruses. Well, don't feel bad, because I am not even a vapor company, and I am sick and tired of uh, Chinese spam. Um, and I mean, that, that, you know, that's our future of vaping right there. That's where we're going to be all getting our stuff if we're not. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they need to this. talk to all these military guys because the Chinese <laughs> spam I get always says, hello, sir, friend. <laughs> I, I, I'm not their sir and I'm not their friend. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, I do. I hand turn drip tips on a lathe. And um, I will tell you that I do think it's hysterically funny when they try to sell me drip tips. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, um, really? I I don't get it. But yeah, um, Chinese spam is something altogether different. Um, that that nonsense is is just completely out of hand. Um, I, I'm tired of it. But this this is a phenomenal idea. Um, and I I really think it it bears some some merit. Um, I will be hitting up the vendors that I know 
and forwarding some information along to them. Um, yeah, and I appreciate that. And, and, and this is not a, a selfless act. I am not. I'm not above claiming that this is. I have a dog in this fight. This is. This is the way that I provide for my family. I do. I am. I am self interested, but I do know that this impacts more than just my life. This impacts all. I mean, there, there's a lot of people out there. This this is impacting, and um, we wholesale, and we, we've been driving that forward, and we've just seen how the regulations and, and the impact of just even scaring people off from attempting to buy new products. I mean, one of the driving forces of owning a small business or any, owning any business is stability and knowledge and, and, a, and a business plan and, and driving towards that future. And when you don't know what that future looks like, you can't plan for it. If you don't have any clue, if you just are standing on shaky ground, you're basically standing in quicksand, you're scared to act. So just the, the act of them almost doing something is enough to already start hurting start hurting the industry, um, and we've seen that impact just even in the last couple of weeks of as we've tried to reach out to, to new accounts and even old accounts. Like we've seen a slowdown in general, and people you know fearful of what they can and can't carry for the for the long haul. So, but like I said, I think we can make a difference. We th- this we are in a political cycle. We are in a an, an election cycle, and I think that that really works to our benefit. I was I was blown away. I was beyond impressed. And like I said, I had gone through with some of my past volunteer work this whole SOPA cycle. So seeing it, seeing that proposal, I you could ask Alex what I said, but he couldn't repeat it here. But it, it sort of ended We're with the GDK show, can <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a- actually, he can. Actually, he can say exactly what you said, Jen. Because it was Alex who showed that to me. Because I don't, I don't, I don't venture out of my little comfort zone there. Okay, well, I don't know if Alex will quote what you said. I'm going but... back through the Skype chat. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because you talk a lot, so it might take a little bit. Well, I can tell you exactly what she said said in mind because I didn't have to scroll back very far. (laughs) Um, And it says that um, it says he's starting with his website. This is kind of like ALA SOPA, and we remember how well that worked. Fucking a, shut that piece (laughs) of shit legislation. I. I, that is what I said to Jeannie. That, that is a quote. And it, it's it's true. It did. And if it weren't for the large business interests getting involved, it never would have... I can't say it never would have made a peep because it did start to make a peep. You could see a, a subtle shift as SOPA was going along every day, just in the things your congressman would email back to you. Um, but then it really started to change, especially once Reddit blacked out. And then all of a sudden you had congressmen on the floor. And I know because, you know, for fun, I watch C-SPAN. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm pathetic. It's fine. No, I just think you're a sadist. <laughs> I do it so you don't have to. Oh. So thanks for that, them- you saw them on the floor of Congress, and all of a sudden, within 24 hours, they were making statements like, has anybody asked the geeks what this will do? Shouldn't we bring the geeks in here and ask them how it will affect them? Well, I'm not a nerd, but maybe we should ask somebody who this will affect exactly how it's going to affect them. 
And it was because there was such a mass participation. And that wouldn't have happened, like you said, without people not being able to get what they want. I sense I sense a <clears throat> a mass participation coming on on the heels of, of what you're planning, Luke. Uh, it's you know what what we've been saying is is more people, more action, more involved. And I, I I sincerely hope. First of all, I would like to say thank you. This is a brilliant idea. I know that you've already caught the eye of some of the folks in California, um, California and Texas. And Las Vegas, I think, have like the highest density of of vapor retailers um, in the country. So um, if it spreads there, that's going to be pretty amazing. Um, so thank you for putting this out there and putting this together. And I, I am I am eternally grateful for your uh, your penchant for self preservation. It's totally <laughs> great. Nothing you should apologize for ever. Ever. Um, uh, so, but I am I am. I am equal parts very excited and optimistic about this and also terrified. <laughs> um, so we're going to have to figure something out. I, I, this it's is, good this that we're is, doing it right. If we're, yeah. living, if we're living slightly terrified every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and, 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 you know, I mean, we're, we have to, we have to brace for this. I, I suspect it will crash our site. Um, so we're probably going to, you know, be hooking this up to car batteries and cranking over the <laughs> RV so that we're not completely dead for the day. Um, but uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is going to be pretty amazing. And I, I, I think I, I've been kicking around this idea in my head that, you know, we've seen a, a few states passed some really bad stuff this year. Um, and I'm, I'm watching another chat right now. Chicago just passed their budget. Uh, they're tacking on 55 cents a milliliter to uh e-liquid um and that's without the cook county tax which is going to likely be a 20 cent per milliliter uh, so they've effectively doubled the price of uh, e-liquid in chicago um and uh so you know that just being one example we've had a lot of really awful policy passed this year and uh i, I think i i, I have a, a set it's gonna be a lot of work but um i, I think there's going to be if we get enough people uh, a response to all of that bad legislation, and, and I would really like for people to reach out to their lawmakers and say, you made a mistake. And, um, it, you know, if that if that means a, a vote for the other guy, that's what it means. Um, but at the very least, these people should be held accountable for being on the wrong side of history. It, it, it's hard to argue against something that doesn't exist. And... What's happening now is the vapor industry, the vaping companies, is is being forced to a atone for the sins of an under another industry entirely, um, the tobacco industry, both financially and just just morally. Uh, we, we've been backed into a corner where we are forced to basically say, no, we're not big tobacco. This is different. Um, and on top of that, we're forced into a situation where it is very easy to play on people's fears. And that the, the uh, you know whoever is is driving these these regulations, whoever is is at the in, the in the control seat of the PR department of the CDC, is doing such a fantastic job of, of driving fear of the unknown, and knowledge base and and making it a part of the public discourse and helping people understand what it is that is going on, what it is we're doing, how is it different than tobacco, how how it isn't even tobacco. 
is is going to be a huge part moving forward of not just getting vapors on our side, but getting the populace at large on our side. Um, and I think that that as we as we move forward, the reason we see this legislation, these these regulations, legislation pushed through both behind closed doors and then sprung on the community is because it doesn't give you know CASA and other agencies the ability to inform the public at large what what is vaping and it's very easy to make claims and you know drive fear and stir up fear and it's very hard to educate and so we're put in a tough position of both atoning for the past sins of another industry entirely and being forced to educate a populace that is I don't want to say easily put in a place of fear of the unknown, but is easily put in a place of fear of the unknown. And, you know, therefore we were, we're in a tough spot. There's no doubt we're in a tough spot, but we must keep pushing. And I think awareness is going to be key. And I think <laughs> that hopefully this, this plan that we're, we've been percolating on here can really help that process. Sorry if I ramble, I, I, I get paid by the word. Uh, no, that's okay. No, I'm sorry. I'm I'm Twitter and Aaron Biebert at the moment about you. Is he related to Justin? No, he's the produ- he he's the producer and director of A Billion Lives. Okay, that's 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 a huge film, actually, or it will be. It, yes, it's it is. Um, a Billion Lives is going to be a phenomenal project, um, and and I stalk them constantly. <laughs> I'm always retweeting and reposting all of their stuff that they put out. Um, but yeah, I, had, I, I had the we we actually uh, myself, Brian Carter, Ron Ward, and Elaine Keller. Mm-hmm. We got to go out to dinner with them in Richmond. Yeah, aren't uh, they the nicest guys? On. They're super nice, and they I think they've really got their heads in a right place um, for this. They're not super um, nice, Alex. They are not super nice. I, I have to argue with you on that because I was I mean, doing I my damnedest to steal one of those shirts while they were there, and I didn't manage to be able to steal one of those shirts. So they're really nice. I don't know about super nice. Well, that's not really them. That's like you just trying to be evil, right? No, no, that's just, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm not trying to be evil. Um, my wardrobe outside of vape meats consists 90% of vape-related T-shirts. And I convert a lot of people just by wearing vendor shirts and e-cig-related clothing. Um, People are like, oh, do those things really work? And I'm like, sure, let me tell you about them. And it works. So... I collect, so I collect these shirts because I wear them. It's not like I, I mooch them off of people and then hide them in a closet. I don't do that. But yeah, Um, but I think the more the more traction that we can get this, um, the better off we're going to be. I think it has the the potential to to affect a lot of things. Um, We often get portrayed in the news and on television shows and such as being douchey, for lack of a better word, Um, like that. That what's the one with the the two women waitresses? What is that stupid television show? I know what you're talking about, and I, I I'm not even going to waste the effort on trying to. Oh, I do. I it's two name. broke girls. They they yeah they they are 
like that show is like completely anti-vaping. And I don't watch TV very often. I stream TV and I listen to it while I'm doing other things. Um, and my my latest uh, streaming thing that I found to watch is a show on Netflix called Sense. The Sense 8? Yeah. Yep. That girl's a vapor. Well, yeah, but she's vaping that other stuff. It's a Provari. Yeah. Didn't you see that, though? Oh, yeah. Did you, you heard her explanation, though, right? No, What's I didn't. It? It's, it's, it's hash um, oil. Oh yeah, it's it's CBD. It's not, it's not us. <laughs> it's it's I, a Bavarian I, cream I CBD. Doubt it. I, um, Marvel, though, I would imagine it would have to be. So I'm like two or three episodes into this, right? And I'm sitting there last night, and I'm working away, and I'm like, "Holy shit, that's a Provari!" <laughs> Back this up. Is that really what I thought it was? And I'm like, well, "I'll be son of a bitch. It is a Provari." It's we're we're an easy target for the lifestyle commentators in the comics. I, I think there was some suggestions. I have gotten plenty of notes from people saying, you know, we back when John Stewart was trying to do, we got to reach out to John Stewart and get, you know, vaping front and center. We got to reach out to so-and-so we got to reach, reach out to John Oliver. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking these guys are comedy geniuses. They're not going to pass up an opportunity to poke fun at something. And, and it's, you know, it's just that's the way it goes. You're, you're a comedian. It's your job. Part of your payment is the laughs. So it, it just, um, you know, <laughs> we, we need to I think the community might need a little thicker skin when it comes to satire <laughs> and, and comedy. Definitely. I think a thicker skin comes with numbers. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. When we, when, when we, we when stop we, feeling like the little guy, is that what you're saying? When, when Something we can, like that. When we can fight back with our own self-deprecation and parody, I think, I think we, I think we come out on top. Yeah. One, one thing that we, I, I personally, and I've really worked hard to get away from this and is, is, and this isn't to call anybody out on the show because it's something that is industry wide is Get away, and I, maybe maybe it's almost too late for this, but get away from the term e-cig or e-cigarette or e-juice. I think that if, if we can embrace a new terminology and get the public to embrace a new terminology, that would go at least somewhere in not just informing the public, but drawing a clear distinction between cigarettes and the sins of the past and what the future is to save lives. And I think that I, that's my personal opinion. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to call anybody out. I, I just, that's my personal feeling on this matter. And, that, and that's something we really drive and strive to do around our office and, and with our customers and whatnot. Um, well, I mean, I, I know um, industry wide, the term is now vapor products. Yes. You know, which I, to me, that's a perfectly good and totally acceptable term. I just don't think. That the e-cigarette term is is going to go away anytime soon, just because you know well, I can some stop of the old timers right? really remember <clears throat> that. I think it's like a, a gradual thing. I don't think it's something yeah. you can force. It'll be an evolution. Do you know there's, what I mean? There's, there's, I, I completely understand, but there's, there's a part of evolution. We have to be part of the change. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a couple of things to consider here. And Carl is Carl Phillips, our our science chief scientific officer has a blog anti-thrlies.com if you haven't read that 
Um, he has had a very, yeah, he had a thoughtful post on this a while ago. And first of all, I want to say I, I appreciate the fact that you were a lot more thoughtful about bringing this up than some of the other comments that we've seen. When we bring in a lot of new members to our Facebook page, we typically get a few people that come in and say, if we would just stop using the word e-cig, we'd have this thing solved. Um, that's not actually how no, it I, works. I, I, and there's, no, a no. Lot more, there's a lot more to it. So I, I appreciate your thoughtfulness, absolutely. Um, but, you know, when we, I, I cringe a little bit because we've actually adopted kind of a new phrase in a lot of the pre-written emails that we have people sending to lawmakers. And it's, it's the, the phrase e-cigarettes and vapor products. And one of the reasons why that term is still around in the language that we're putting out is because lawmakers identify right. those, these products and this issue as electronic cigarettes. And so right. in, in some way, we still have to speak their language in order to communicate effectively right. with them. But he's right until they stop. Until you know, they stop and evolve. I mean, that that's part of the problem. There is so much other bad stuff that's written into these codes. New Jersey, I always bring this up. New Jersey, it, it's codified as electronic smoking device. It, it just it, it defies science, reason, logic. There's no smoking involved, but it's it's a very politically charged term. It's meant to send the wrong message. Um, and, you know, I think... And Portland, no, Oregon had, I think, the the worst. They they kind of take the prize this year for oh, the worst one. Yeah. I, I think actually made it into the state code, which was um, inhalant delivery device, which just evokes images of people huffing paint. Um, so, you know. Again, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to touch a nerve. I, it's just a personal. Oh, no, no. It's a personal, oh, no, no. It's a personal yeah. vendetta of it, mine. And, I, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to step on any toes or, or kick no. it off. I, I, trust me. I, I again, thank you for being thoughtful about it. It's it's you know it's uh, it's one of those things that there's just a lot more to it, and I think people need oh. to hear that. And, and and thank you for bringing it up. It, it's yeah. it's just um, you know I, I no we're we're definitely in a, it, it, this is the one of the frustrating things is that we're in such a transitionary phase of what vaping is. Yeah. Um, to see the, the, the whole industry evolve, um, I, I started vaping, I guess, in 2010. So I've almost had my five-year anniversary of vaping. So just to see how crazy and different the industry is today than it was five years ago when I got into this, just the evolution of it and the progress we've made and the advancements in the technology, the advancements in the quality of the juice, the advancements in the knowledge base of the consumer, which is just amazing to me that the consumer now cares exactly, you know, they know chemicals, they know where it's produced, they want to know, they want to see where it's produced. And I think, and maybe this is my inner libertarian speaking, but I think, <laughs> and I, I, I normally try to keep my, my politics out of my business, but it, they, they leak in. I think what the FDA and I think what regulations miss, and this is something that's really important, is that when you create a safety, quote unquote, safety net, you a you remove freedom, you remove choice, you decrease quality because there's less competition and you decrease consumer knowledge because they feel like whatever it is that the FDA said is OK, it's OK. When you don't have that, you have a free market. When you have competition, you have everybody trying to outdo each other as to how clean their lab is, to add, as to how clean the area where they make their stuff is, how, what are the quality of the ingredients. You have people competing for that customer base, and then you have a customer base that is then driven to be more educated about what it is that they're putting in their bodies. 
and maybe that's a little bit doughy-eyed of me, but that's 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 one of the things that frustrates me the most about the FDA regulations, aside from the, you know, hey, it's really bad and they're going to put me out of business, is the fact that they're <laughs> actually making a product that I care about less safe in the long run. I want to see, to, to look at where the vape juice that I was using five years ago and the vape juice that I'm using today, to look at how far it has come in both quality, flavor, everything else, and to think that a lot of that was driven not by somebody telling us how good we had to make it, but by somebody telling us who can make it the best. And that competition, that drive to be better, that, that, that spirit of I want the patron to come to me. How do I get the patron to come to me? There's one of two ways. You're either better or you're cheaper. And if people know the distinction, hey, if it's cheaper, it's probably not better. It's probably made in a less quality environment. But that should be the consumer's choice to choose something made in a less quality environment and take the risk associated with that product. If they want something that's safer, if they want something, that should be their choice as well. I want them to have that choice. I'm sorry. I I don't necessarily agree with that analogy. Okay. Um, well, no, I mean, and, and I have to say the reason that I don't necessarily agree with that part of the analogy is okay. um, I have been making e-liquid for uh, five and a half years, and I know the cost of the ingredients that I'm putting in there, um, and I have tried some e-liquids in the 22 to $35 price range that I can promise you did not have the same quality ingredients that, that mine did now. And I'm not saying that, you know, of course we, we know that DIY is always going to be cheaper than, um, than pre-made e-liquid. Um, because, because there is overhead and I get that. And I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, this is a bad thing. I don't think that anybody ever starts a business to not make money. Um, it, you know, um, and and I could be wrong. I oh wait a minute, that's right. Donald Trump did start several businesses to file bankruptcy on him, though, didn't he? Okay, wait, that that's something altogether different. That's something altogether different. Um, no, but, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I completely understand where you're coming from. I just. I, I meant that as a very broad spectrum shot across the. I, I I know you did, <laughs> and and if I didn't do a DIY episode on this show once a month, I probably wouldn't have had to disagree with that um, on <laughs> can, the air. And all right, can I agree with that in some way? The FDA is going to take away something that the market, for general points, has made somewhat better. And they're going to take away consumer choice, which makes it worse. Mm-hmm. They're going to take away the battery strength, we're pretty sure. That's going to make it worse. You're going to be inhaling a lot more droplets of liquid into your lungs. That's worse. Um, I just think the FDA regulations are going to hurt people instead of helping them. And that's a problem. Um, by decreasing choice... By decreasing the natural innovation in the industry, they're going to make us all worse off and probably our health worse off than what it would have been without their interference. And I don't normally say that, but I honestly do believe that. And I I probably shouldn't have said that, you know, 
coming on here as as a Kasa representative, but I really do believe that. Well, and but you, okay, um, you said that is Jan, my friend. You didn't say that is Jan, the Kasa board member. So, um, sorry, I didn't mean to take us down this path. It's, oh no, 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 no. These are things <laughs> we actually. No, these are these are things we should be talking about. Oh yeah, um, and and I can have a healthy debate with people on a lot of things. Um. There's very few people that I would actually hang up on the show, and Jan knows who both of them are. Um, you you really have to be um, somebody I consider uh, quite the nutter for to really offend me. Um, I, I think I think being able to really speak with me. someone and agree, and disagree with someone without being a complete asshole is part of being an adult. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I know a lot I of people don't. I know a lot of people don't operate <laughs> under that perception anymore. But that is how I was raised to to yeah. understand adulthood to be. Um, I also think as humans, we tend to to lock in on the one percent that we disagree on instead of looking at the ninety nine percent that we do. Yeah. Um, and you and I agree a lot. I and, think we and, do. And it's like I said, you know, that analogy is not so good for me. And I can um, understand. I can, I, like I said, I, I guess I didn't tell where I came from, but I had been out of work for two years before starting my own company. And I had been doing it my doing my own juice. And mm-hmm. that's sort of what segued into starting my own company. So I, I understand exactly where you're coming from in, in that perspective. And and if I'm overly broad, I, I and not um, precise and specific. You're enough, fine. Like, okay. But it it would have been out of the norm, and everybody listening to this replay <laughs> would have started sending me messages saying, "Jeannie, I can't believe you let him say that." Fair enough. Fair enough. So I had to say it. I you know, and if you were a friend of mine, I would have said, "Are you fucked in your head?" Um, but that's see, okay. that's, that's what I get around the office. Yeah. So it would just felt right at home. Yes. But considering <laughs> you don't know me very well, um, I, I had to find a nicer way of, <laughs> of making that point because you might have misconstrued me saying, are you fucked in the head? As in me thinking that you are clinically insane, which I do not. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> But you, you thinking, know, not thinking that I'm clinically insane. <laughs> 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 um, but you know, I do think that it is a phenomenal idea. I really do, and I hope it gets all kinds of traction. Um, we do too. I think that I think that um, you guys very a little bit before you brought me on, we were talking about the next step, and I understand that that's that's one step of that is if this happens, what's the next step? And part of it is how do we prevent this from happening as the next step? And there's there's the next step, and then there's you know the intermediate baby steps that we've got to take. We've got to fight tooth and nail. We've got to. This is trench warfare. You don't let them take an inch without making them fight for that inch. And and it's very easy to fall into despair. And there's been there was last week when when the uh, the the news that I first time saw I saw the news that it had made its way. These regs had made their way to the OIRA. Uh, I, there, there was about a 24-hour period there where I was just despondent, and I, I can completely relate to people that just reached that breaking point of, good lord, what are we going to do now? But we can't. We've got to fight. We've got to fight every inch of the way because if we don't, and whether we win or lose or succeed or or fail, however this comes out, if we look back and don't say, if we can't look ourselves in the mirror and say we did everything that we could possibly do then we'll be kicking ourselves because this doesn't just impact the next 
six months. This doesn't. This is something that will that could literally impact the next hundred years of technological development of an entire industry. That's something worth fighting for every day, all the days, until they tell us we're done, and then we fight some more. That's just. And, I, and I'm sorry if I come off as a little bit aggressive and a little no. bit passionate, oh, a little no, bit you're, angry. You're, you've never but, listened. Yeah, yeah, you obviously have not listened to a conversation <laughs> with Jan and I and Alex before. Um, Jan and I beat that drum all the time. Um, Jan, Jan is very nice when she tells people to get off of their ass and fight for their rights. Um, I am not so much. Uh, I have a tendency of telling, sorry about that. I have a tendency to tell people, get off your ass and do something, or you have nobody to blame but yourself. Um, I tend to be rather blunt and crude. Yeah, that's a good way to put that. My coworker, my coworker Scott would like to say something real quick, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah. Hey, this is Scott. Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. How y'all doing? Good. 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 Great. Hey, look. You know, I really, I really respect when you know Luke proposed the idea last week to us about the November fifth blackout and explaining where he's coming from. And you know, we had a had a little conversation about, hey, do we think this is good? Do we think this is bad? You know, what's the good? What's the bad? Um, pretty much since that point, you know, I'm the director of sales and marketing for the company. I I haven't really been doing sales and marketing for that company. I've been battling. And trying to reach out and find people to help, you know, whether it's supporting HR twenty fifty eight or just get people to understand where we're coming from. That's what my job is right now, and I have a feeling that, you know, yeah, we're on your show, and as far as we know, I think we're the ones to start this. Though someone may have, and if they did, you know, I apologize. We're, we're not trying to take credit for it. Um, but you know th- this is something important to us, and I think other companies all across the country, and even even the world to a certain extent, maybe not with this specific thing, we're trying to fight. And so instead of growing our businesses, we're trying to fight to save our businesses. You know, mm-hmm. and that's and that's one of the hard things that we have to deal with. You know, and you know, I just one of the big things I wanted to say is you know I respect. Luke and all the other business owners out there that are paying their staff instead of, hey, this is what I hired you to do. This is what we need to do right now. And I, and I know we're not alone. So I, I just want to commend any of the other businesses out there that, you know, may, maybe they're not talking on a broadcast right now. You know, uh, maybe they haven't specifically posted something, but they're still out there fighting for a right to do what we do. And, uh, I've got three kids with four and under, and I. Uh, Holy I have a shit! Job. Did you not figure out how that happens? <laughs> uh, you know what? I did, and that's why we keep having kids. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Holy you shit! I would have. <laughs> I, I, I would have killed my husband. Uh, mine, mine are twenty-eight, twenty-six, twenty-two, and seventeen this coming month. Um, nice. If they had been that close together, somebody would have been dead. Yeah, my my, my kids are four, three, and one. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. 
What? what? Brave. Uh, you're brave. You're getting brave. you're getting distracted. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like for example, I helped I helped start a brewery here in Columbia, South. Oh, hey, wait, wait, wait. He said distracted. Okay, ooh, shiny, shiny. is a requirement <laughs> of this show. Hey, squirrel. We have, yes. we have ooh, shiny moments. Yes. Sorry. Lots of ooh, shinies. Okay, go ahead about the brewery. Okay, yeah, so uh, I helped start a brewery here in Columbia called Conquest Brewing Company um, a few years ago. Um, some good friends of mine. And uh, any, anyhow, so I, I still work there. Um, my primary job is here with Luke. Um, but... For example, tonight I was talking to him, you know, about this broadcast y'all are doing and talking to him about the FDA and things they're doing. And we actually have a fair amount of people there that are uh, that vape because we're a vape fan, uh, vape friendly establishment. But tonight there was only a couple of us there that vape. And I was explaining what we were going to do tonight and how the FDA is working and just all the other things. And like they they were you know, they were pissed. Like, they're like, why are they doing this? You know, they had a lot of questions themselves. And so what that tells me, you know, and it's a point that Luke had earlier is, yeah, we, we already have the hardcore guys for the most part. Some of them still need motivation, you know, in order to actually make a phone call or make a post or send an email or, or whatever it may be. But there are so many people out there that aren't vapors, that when you explain what's happening and the impact that it's going to have on thousands, if not millions of lives in our country, it, I mean, a lot of them are outraged when I was talking before I left there to come here tonight. And that That's kind of why today I know when Alex sent out the, the email again uh, about calling the white house, he said, you know, um, have you or someone you love, who this has affected call the White House because people don't realize this doesn't just affect the vapors. This doesn't just affect the people working for a, a, a manufacturer or a reseller. This affects people's families. What they're doing is going to be quite possibly detrimental to people's lives what happens if all these people who used e-cigarettes to stop smoking go back to smoking? Doesn't that raise health risks? Jeannie, I know you have an experience with that. Doesn't that raise health risks for you? You would think. Yeah. It, but I really don't. I have said all along that this this is about money. Um, I really don't think they care one way or the other whether we go back to smoking or whether we stop vaping. I really don't think they care one way or the other. Because I really think that they're of the opinion that if we go back to smoking, well, hey, what the fuck? You know, that's just more money in the master settlement agreement. Yay, they win. If we quit smoking altogether, stop vaping, whatever, they're looking at us as a reduction in health care costs, long-term health care costs. So they're like, oh, hey, fuck, this is all about the money. This is a win, too. And I know it's kind of twisted that I look at it that way, but I, I have screamed and yelled at the top of my lungs for years now, Jan, you know this, that this is all about the money. It has never been about my health or safety or the welfare of my family. It has never been about that. Those fucks sitting in, in Congress don't give a shit about my family so long as somebody's paying taxes. They don't care. 
You know, and, and that's the unfortunate part because you take care of your family. You take care of your children. You take care of your grandchildren. You take care of your husband. And if a person goes back to smoking and raises their health risks and possibly dies early, that really should be on them. And it's not on them. And when people don't want to make that phone call, they need to keep that thought in their head. When you don't want to call the FDA or uh, Congress or the White House because it's just too much trouble, just remember, they don't care if you live or die. Sorry. And Sorry. they don't. Yeah, but but pretty soon they're going to care about your vote. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> You know, and I, I just just to echo this. I, we're going down the doom and gloom path again. But oh wait, um, you know what? I, I have a good. I, I have something good. Um, oh, yeah, I have something I, I good. We'll so get all close to getting my thought out. No, there. <laughs> no. All right, finish your thought, Let Alex. Alex. <laughs> well, just to, I mean, unfortunately, to echo what you were saying, I went to a, a hearing in, uh, in in Trenton, New Jersey, um, when we were talking about uh, the tax bill here, <clears throat> and it was a meeting in the uh, Senate health committee and it looked an awful lot like a finance committee meeting and and it was very intentionally pitted you know uh business owners against public health types and the the public the consumers although we the, we were there uh we were not given the microphone um i think the closest thing we had to anything that might resemble consumer representation was a, somebody from aksha which they're not really a consumer group but they were you know the closest thing to it if that tells you anything about the hearing um but uh oh, now i lost my other thought but I, <laughs> I, I said i only had one so I'll just, i yield the floor to Jimmy. it was a thought train <laughs> oh, oh, oh shiny um so yeah i received a nice wonderful uh care package in the mail the other day from flavor art um i got a bunch of new flavors to play with yay very happy um but um it got here in a day, and the reason it got to me in a day is the wonderful Niagara kayaker, uh, Sean Casey, who's the president of Flavor Art North America, actually came from Toronto to Buffalo, New York for a business meeting and brought my flavoring with him. And um, and he stopped in to see Dre at the House of Vapor up in Buffalo, and Dre was kind enough to mail this package to me. And so thank you, Andre. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm in flavor heaven. But to add to that, uh, Dre decided that I needed some packing material in my package. So Dre had sent me uh, some I Vape, I Vote t-shirts. Nice. Okay. He sent me three of them to give away and told me to figure out however I wanted to give these away. So here's the deal, people. All right. I just put my email address into chat. It's genievapes at gmail. And the people listening on the replay, you could probably do this too. Because, you know, we have a really hard time giving things away here on VP Live. Oh, yeah. Um, no one takes anything. Yeah, from nobody. Us. Yeah. P the people that come and listen to this and in, in the hundreds and hundreds of people that listen to these on the replay, we, we thank you for, for tuning in and listening to our podcast um, and not being here for the free shit. But, so I do have... <laughs> I do have some free shit to give away, and it's I Vape, I Vote t-shirts. Um, I have uh, a couple large and an extra large or a couple extra large and a large, something like that. But anyway, so here's the deal. If you forward to me your thank you email, 
that you got from the wonderful folks at CASA for contacting your legislator about the deeming regs or even a call to action that was issued for your state. The first three people, I'll send you a t-shirt that says, I vape, I vote, and minus one on the back of it. Okay? So there's that. What's the minus one about? Um, means if you vote against us, we vote against you. Oh, good deal. Yes, that that's what the minus one is for. Um, you vote against us, we vote against you. Makes sense to me. So, but yes, so thank you to Andre at the House of Vapor for sending me shirts. And Andre, yeah. you'd be proud of me. I figured a way to give this stuff away. And what's your email address again? Genievapes at gmail.com. J-E-A-N-N-I-E-V-A-P-E-S at gmail.com. Okay. <laughs> so see there you go um i'm but, not i'm not emailing you right now that, that'd be weird yeah, um well you <laughs> can because yeah, and you're on a delay too so we're get, actually getting this information before everybody else so it's unfair <laughs> <laughs> they're really cool shirts um i i where did i when did i get my first one oh i know when i got my first one he had them printed up right before ecc in niagara falls and remember Jan and I had my daughter drive me all the way up there and I said I'm never going to another fucking trade show again. Yep. Um I I am all, you know what? And and I am not against the the convention trade show sl- type meets. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that they are not my cup of tea. I will stick with the vapor cons, the vape bash, the vape fest, those those types of events because those events focus on the people, not free shit. So, you know, I'm, I'm intended by, by trade shows and whatnot. I, I'm a I'm a huge introvert. So talking to more than four or five people at one time just makes my skin crawl. <laughs> you're, you're doing a great job for being on the air. Well, I, pre- I appreciate that. I can just kind of close my eyes and pretend I'm only talking to y'all. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, it works that way. Yeah. And Jan likes to tell me that that my show is the, the kitchen table of vaping. I, it is so. Yeah. As, lo- as long as your kitchen table involves bourbon, I can be there. <laughs> I might. Yeah, I might. Oh. Hell, after the last week, I can understand why it would need to. <laughs> the FDA forced me to drink. I, I mean, will they, will they pay for my medical bills for that? I mean, <laughs> why? You know, reality argument there. Hey, you we'll know. probably at some point somebody will probably fund a study just like how many vaping tobacco harm reduction advocates have turned to harder drugs. Um, you know, what's the economic impact of that? We'll just forward it to the lawyers. Yeah, if you're like, and if you sons of bitches hadn't abandoned my vape, I wouldn't be a nervous wreck. It's your damn fault. So yeah, can can we sue the Senate? Millions of dollars to do research into the, how the black market was formed and why. Yeah, because yeah, because that'll happen. Oh, oh God! I don't even want to think about that. I, I think <laughs> I, no. I, really, I I think we can we can beat that. We we don't we don't have to surrender to what they want. Nope. We just have to stand up. Nope. Yeah, I I it, we we've been kind of talking about ways to 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 capitalize on this momentum, and I again just thank you guys for putting this out there, and and this is one of those things. This is like a gift, honestly. Yes. I mean, I'm glad, and I and I appreciate it. Again, it's, this isn't. We're not doing this. It's not about credit. We it's it's just about getting the job done. Um, and, and Amen. We really, we want to get the job done, and it's it doesn't. This this 
it, it, whether this movement is associated with our name or whether it's just a, a, a crowdsourced movement, I, I honestly don't give a rat's behind. I, I just want to get the job done. Um, you know, know, I, know, knowing the way that things go, you're going to go down in history as like some guy on Reddit. So <laughs> I think you got that covered. <laughs> I'm cool with that. What I was going to say is this. I think, I think in the history of the world, it would have been a better place if more people had just said, I don't care who gets the credit as long as we win. And that's what you're doing. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, anybody got anything else? Uh, Alex? I, I had an earlier thought before bright, <laughs> before bright and Shiny. We were talking about the Billion Lives guys, and it's a pretty important topic, and I think that, you know, what Luke is doing touches on this, and, and just this is just one of those things that we kick around in the advocacy circles is how to reach people how to reach the vapors and how to reach the non-vapors. And um, I think one of the, part of the conversation with the Billion Lives people, you know, it's our tendency as CASA to uh, want to be as, as concise and, and detailed as possible about, um, uh, you know, why we are opposed or in support of something. And there's a lot of, you know, Ju Julie is a, a, a lawyer or was, she's not a practicing lawyer anymore, but, um, you know, but she's still a lawyer. Yes. At, at, at her heart, she, in her heart and soul, she is a lawyer and a grammar Nazi. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, when when it's very important that, you know, we're looking at this and, and you know, a, a lot of this comes from from needing to be, I think, legally, you know, on the level. And 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 and, uh, you know, a lot of our a lot of the stuff that we put together is a little bit thick um, it, because it needs to be. But that doesn't reach everybody. Not everybody can really digest that. I mean, how many people do you know actually like to sit down with a piece of, you know, draft legislation and, you know, read that for fun? Um, that's not that's not every man. So, um, no. you know, in having the conversation with Aaron and, and, and bringing up a couple of the issues that are important to us as, as you know, as CASA, he actually very quickly and politely stopped me right there and said, you know, we're trying to reach the everyman, and I, I, that I, I, I'm, I'm impressed with, with their ability. I think to do that and reach as many people as they have, mm -hmm. um, and, and I think this, I think this documentary is going to be a very good thing, um, and uh, more projects like that. I, I sincerely hope that that this blackout is is in that vein. I think it, it I think it will be. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you're forcing people to come and see Casa. I just imagine people trying to go shop for e-liquid and devices, and you know, they they got to go to Casa. It's like, oh, well, wait a second, like, <laughs> you mean they're trying to take this away from me? Like, I just started, you know, and that, that you know that was my experience. I I I switched to to vapor. And I had that brief moment of curiosity about, like, I wonder, you know, I know the indoor smoking laws. I wonder if this applies to that. And I was shocked to see that New Jersey had already done it in 2010. And I just, you know, you just pull that thread. And within a year and a half, I'm sitting on the board of CASA. Um, Not so. just that, you're a legislative director, Alex. Come on that too um because i'm one of those weirdos that likes to weird read bills um so 
You know, it doesn't surprise me that you and Jan are really good friends. I think what shocks people is that Jan is really is really good friends with me. Um, everybody needs that crazy friend. And um, fortunately for a bunch of people, I fill that slot. Um, I, think, I think the thing, when you're talking about a billion lives, I think the thing that really strikes a, cur- strikes a nerve with me is the fact that everybody needs to understand that none of these people are vapors. Yeah. None of them. They are not vapors. They did not get into this out of any sense of saving themselves. And to sit and talk with Aaron now and to to see how worked up he gets over this and how wrong he thinks what is going on is, is wonderful to me. Because he is kind of, you know, even though he writes and or even though he it produces and directs movies, um, he went into this knowing nothing. And the deeper they got into this, the more upset they became. Because what's happening to us is just wrong. The more personal you can make an issue, the greater impact you're going to have on that person and the more driven that person is going to be to act upon, you know, what's what the outside force that's that's impacting their lives. Um, I mean, one of the, the key things is and this is the problem we have facing the other side is is that they're not afraid to appeal to the pure emotional fear that, that exists of the you unknown. Mean, you mean save the children? Sure. Is that what you mean? Sure. And <laughs> and and sometimes, and I, it, it, it's it's a matter of allowing somebody to connect with another vapor, allowing somebody to talk to another vapor, and and, and understand how on an emotional and uh, personal level that it is these regulations are impacting their lives. And I, I'm not trying to plug anything, but we're we're getting ready to release our first video ever on YouTube in a couple of days, and we've been working hard on on trying to make it as professional as possible, even if, with as small as we are. But our one of our goals is to put a video out there that helps people understand that this is a personal thing for me. This is something that is deeply personal and will deeply impact my life personally, because it, it's attacking my version of the American dream. It, it's attacking my ability to provide for my family. It's attacking my my joy, the joy that I get from allowing from helping my employees provide for their families. There's a visceral, a visceral joy I get doing payroll because I know that I am doing something for somebody else. And yes, they there's a mutual exchange of of um, services there, but the the ability to provide for other people, whether it's a good product, whether it's a paycheck, that makes me happy. And I feel like that is slipping away from me. And if I can tr- just push that out there, if I can make somebody understand that, if I can, we can put a video out that just helps people understand that this is massive and this has a massive individual and personal and emotional impact on a huge segment of the populace. I think that that argument is not necessarily more persuasive than the facts, but it will, I think, have a deeper impact on people's individual lives, whether they're a vapor or not. Watching somebody else struggle against something that is greater than themselves. People want to take the side of the underdog. Let's do it. 
Yeah. Amen. That's it. That's what we are. We're the underdog, but you know, the underdog has won the fight before. The underdog can win the fight again. Don't forget, numbers just came out last week. What is it? Between 10 and 13% of the population vapes. Imagine what happens if you can reach 7% of that. 7% of those people angry about what's going to happen to them. Imagine what happens when the fury of those people gets unleashed. I'm positively giddy about it. You did not sound giddy, Jan, at all. It's a yeah. measured, it's a, it's a professional. It's a measured, measured, it's a measured happy. It was a measured happy. Inside, I'm laughing. Um, you know, and people talk. Talk to your family members. Talk to people that aren't vapors. Talk to people that aren't even necessarily smokers. Um, we it is an uphill fight, and it's going. It is always going to be an uphill fight for us. We know this. Um, we sit here and we do our shows every week, and you know we're we're basically people sitting in a room in their house with a microphone and broadcast software. Um, talking to people that we consider a community when in all truth what we consider community is a drop in the bucket of what actual vapors are in this country Um, we we are a small 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 minority not only do we need all of the vapors paying attention even those vapors that um, some of the elitist mentality groups um, like to bitch about. All these folks that are going into the 7-Eleven or they're, you know, they're going into the, the sheets market and they're picking up their Enjoy Recharge or they're picking up their, their King or their, their Jewels, um, you know, the those vapors we need to make aware of what is going on here um what i would love to see um would be enjoy or johnson creek or blue i would love to see these companies redirecting to casa as well i don't know as that'll happen but i sure as hell can hope for it sure Um, Just just a quick uh, note to that, um, Jeannie's last statement. Um, The larger companies, although it would be awesome, um, there are some legal issues that I think they have to contend with. Uh, I won't go into too many details, but uh, uh, I will say that um, that's not completely out of the question. There's just some finagling that needs to make that happen. There's a nice little teaser for you. (laughs) (laughs) For those smaller companies out there, on a practical note, a uh, Reddit user has put something together for those that are a little bit less tech savvy but are are still trying to to be their own IT department, which I can relate to. I'm a small business owner. All the graphic design. If if it's done, it's done in-house. But they've put together, a, a group of guys have put together a plug-in or a piece of code that can, that people can put into their website that will close their website down and change the splash front page 
of the site if they wanted to run that that plugin or that code on November the fifth. Um, if they're running a WordPress website, which I know a lot of companies out there do, it's actually downloadable as a plugin that they can easily install into the back end of their website. Um, and the the uh, if do you mind if I give out the HTTP or the uh, web address for that? Be my oh. guest. Okay. The uh, the web address for that is uh, shop s h o p period or dot <laughs> the vape kit t h e v a p e k i t dot com forward slash support s u p p o r t and that'll take them to a splash page that that should um, and it g- gives you a step by step of how to implement it on your website if you want to take part in this and if you do I appreciate it I think that I think that we we can all benefit from joining together and, and fighting this. And instead of fighting it in our each individual sort of like our own little segments and being slowly torn apart, let's let's join together and, and fight a common foe. Amen. There we go, kids. Um, closing thoughts. Closing thoughts from you, Luke. I think that it's going. It, it, I'm not. <laughs> and in listening to you guys at the start of this, and I turned to some of the guys that were sitting around here, and I said, I'm, "They're going to force me to be the optimist in this." and and that's that's rare for me. I, I tend to be to lean on the pessimist side of things. And oh, so and by the way, all the guys that are sitting there listening to him, I did it. What'd you do? I made him be the optimist. How do you like that? That's, that's true. <laughs> and uh, I, this is not an easy road to hoe. This is not an easy path to follow. But if it wasn't a fight worth 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 just putting our blood sweat and tears into i wouldn't be here at 11 p.m on a whatever it is thursday night yeah this is a small business i don't know ever know what day it is i work seven days a week but but, uh if this wasn't a worthy fight i wouldn't be wasting my time on it we have to fight and we can win We, we we are sitting on top of a bomb and that bomb is we are in the midst of an election cycle that is one of the best times that this could have come out. It gives us leverage. And I think that moving forward, we can use that to our advantage. And my thoughts are keep fighting tooth and nail. This is not going we're going to be bloody, but I think we can win. And remember, this is a war. And even if we lose battles along the way, we can still win the war. So that that's my closing thoughts. There you go. There you go. Alex, your turn. Uh, I got sidetracked with other chats about other horrible bits of news. <laughs> <laughs> closing thoughts, Alex. What are we doing? Well, I, I just to come from the consumer side of this, I you know, I, I got into this because I, I I think I identify a lot with, with Aaron's uh Aaron Bieber's uh rage at, at seeing a, a grave injustice on a, a large segment of the population that is really just trying to improve their lives. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I will say, I, I've said this a lot at, at events and so on, but, uh, you know, one of the reasons why CASA exists is because, first of all, uh, you know, that we need to be able to present accurate and truthful information to consumers that they're not getting from the federal regulatory agencies or their lawmakers or their local health departments. Um, and, and second, uh, is because there are things that 
business owners cannot say about these products. It's unfortunate, but you are, in a sense, at some point, possibly going to be forced to lie about these products. Um, and so, you know, we, we exist to, to hopefully correct that wrong. But as a consumer, um, it's vitally important that, that business owners take part in, in this action and in other actions. And the most basic thing that you can do is expose your customers to CASA. Um, we, I, I, I love you guys. I, I've held this in my head for a while. The, the, the vape shop owners, you're, you're literally on the front lines of this. Um, you know, if your shop is shut down, you're the first wave, you're the first wave of soldiers to go down in a fight. And I, I absolutely admire you guys for, for, for risking what you've risked to open your business and for being open because now I can come and shop for these products in your store. And I, I, I absolutely want to fight for your survival because I want, I demand access to these products. So Thank you for just existing, and, and Luke, thank you guys for, I don't know, having the perfect brains to come up with this idea and put it out there. And we, as we may not promote this actively, but I want you to know that we absolutely support it, and, and just thank you. You're welcome, and all I took from that was perfect brains, but... <laughs> <laughs> I just appreciate. I hope my wife is listening. So. Oh, um, and Luke, after after that comment, Luke, that means you fit in here. You're welcome to come back anytime. You just raised his ego. Thank you so much. <laughs> like I try to remain humble. Uh, and you, Miss Jan, I watched politics get hacked before. I watched what felt like my entire world come together and do one thing. They defeated a piece of legislation that would have shut down the internet as we know it today. And I believe what happened with SOPA is a model for how to make democracy actually work for the people. You just have to put in the work. Someone here wants to do the hard part, lose their revenue for a day. It doesn't sound like a lot, but this is a person paying people. And there are other people who want to do this too, and they're willing to put up with losing money to do it. It also doesn't sound like a lot, but it could be the whole world to us. Like I said, imagine that 7% of the population, angry and unleashed, on the politicians, for once, getting truthful advice and knowing that they had a voice in this it sends shivers up my spine. I really want this to happen. I believe it can. My final words for the evening are to make Jan's day. Jan, yes, do, you, do you remember... Um, here recently on your show where we were talking about the wonderful military blimps all over Maryland. <laughs> yes, I do. Do you know that one of the wonderful military blimps became unmoored in I do. Maryland? I know. It ended up in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and yes, and not only did Maryland's fucking blimp 
come to Pennsylvania, the blimp was trailing cables. And the wonderful trailing cables from this 242-foot-long Aerostat blimp, um, which, by the way, is twice as long as an adult blue whale, (laughs) it dragged this cable along, and it took out power to nearly half of all the PPL customers in Columbia County, Pennsylvania. How did you do, Miss Janie, not being on the grid? Oh, sweetie, you know, I'm telling you what, if if the power goes down, I'm fine. Um, and if, you know, the, the if the gasoline generator doesn't isn't working, that's just fine because I have a natural gas one. I just thought it was really ironic that the fucking blimps that we were picking on Maryland for having all over the place just wiped out part of the electric grid in the state of Pennsylvania. Because not only did it come unmoored, it decided to drag cables with it. Well, the funniest thing is uh, they were discussing that. uh, Glenn Greenwald and somebody else were discussing it, and they were saying, well, now this company can never sell another one of those blimps. You know, it's it's a security hazard. It's a a hazard to people. Uh, Well, and you know, and here's the thing that, that floored me about the whole thing, right? So this military blimp breaks loose. Okay, fine. Evidently, this thing was worth an awful lot of money to them because Mm -hmm. they had fighter jets following this thing to see where the fuck it was going to go. Seriously, it's dragging cables that could have gone through homes. And people? And people and everything else and the fighter jets just continued to follow the fucking thing they they can't they can't shoot those down though why not i really didn't understand the technical explanation but i think it's because they require as many people to keep one of them up as they keep as keep up a drone and that's 103 people um i don't know I still didn't understand the technical explanation for it. But it comes from a military contractor, so I'm sure it was accurate. Well, it was, you know, like partially deflated and I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, so the unmanned military balloon that broke, that escaped, you know, it escaped from Maryland. Um, Obviously, Maryland sucks so bad that, you know, blimps don't even want to stay there. I've, I've been there. It's interesting yeah um so yeah it it not only did it have to escape maryland it decided to put pennsylvania in the dark too um i'm sure ppl was was thrilled with with it um and then ppl probably sat down and went oh wait we can build a government let this of bitch just go we don't care <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah so uh um, yeah, I I do think that I made a couple of smart-ass wisecracks about Marilyn keeping all their blimps. Um, guys, I meant keep them. <laughs> really. I meant for you to keep them there. <sighs> anyway, yeah, state of Pennsylvania had fighter jets escorting an escaped blimp. Huh. That's all we got for tonight, guys. Um, by the way, thank you. Thank you, Luke. 
Next, You're welcome, and, and thank you for having me on. I appreciate you giving oh, me the opportunity it, to speak. It was, it was our pleasure. Um, what are your final thoughts? I think that, that we can do this. I think it's going to be a tough fight, but I think that we can't lose heart, and we can't tell ourselves that we can't make a difference. I mean, at the end of the day, this is the government we have. It's not the government we wish for. It's not the government we hope for. It's not necessarily always the government we want, but it's the government we have. And taking that into consideration, we have to work our asses off to make it the government we want. We have to work our asses off to make it the laws we want, the regulations we want. And that's not easy, as I'm sure the guys at Kasa'a, as we like to call it around here, um, <laughs> um, will we'll tell you. And, you know, this is a, a deeply personal thing for me, and it's something that I'm going to pursue until the very end. And I appreciate the um, platform and the opportunity to speak. And I apologize if I come off as forceful and aggressive. It's just, it's my nature. It's If, if you guys knew more about my background, you'd have a better understanding. But mm-hmm. that's what it is. And I, like I said, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. We're Thanks. out of here, kids. Good night, guys. Good night, all. Good night. All.